live from the capital of the Commonwealth, this is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. All right, so you know uh, that lately we've been doing this mashup Monday thing where Bob and I are on at the same time. We commingle our shows. We do things together. We were not supposed to do it today. Bob is out at a remote. He's out at RFMP Park for the Babe Ruth World Series. And uh, we're taking our time uh, getting him connected a little bit. So I'm here to kill some time before then. Bob actually, he doesn't want me to tell you this. But he's working on getting a, a trophy for the Commanders. Bob is an overreactor, as we always know. I mean, come on, look at Bob. He's an overreactor to everything. Saw the Commanders get their win in their first game of the season and uh, decided to uh, go overboard. He's predicting a 19-0 season. And, um, oh, actually, it might be 20-0 if you count all the games. Well, maybe it's 19. Whatever it is. No, seriously, Bob is, uh, they're working on connecting him. So he will be up uh, shortly. And uh, we can do a little bit of the uh, the back and forth talk um, while he is out there in the uh, in the in the elements. Although it's it rained here for like all of 30 seconds. And then all of a sudden it disappeared. So, um if you want to call in, 327-0888, that is the phone number, that is the text line. I want to ask Bob if he's done the Immaculate Grid yet. It seems like right up Bob's alley. Like, I feel like with Bob's morning coffee, he gets up and goes and sits down and in front of the Immaculate Grid and goes to town on it. What is the Immaculate Grid? You do not? Wow. So the Immaculate Grid is the newest internet sensation. You know how it used to be Wordle? Uh, it's the newest Wordle, but this is for sports fans. And basically, what they do is you go to ImmaculateGrid.com, and there is a grid of nine spots in front of you, and it has two teams. So across the top for today's baseball one, it says the Indians, Guardians, Nationals, and 30-plus stolen base season on the top. And then along the side, it's the Yankees, the Rays, and 200-plus hits season. And basically what you do is you click on a spot, and you see um, if you can get it right. So, like, you try and figure out, all right, who is somebody who played with the Nationals and the Yankees? Um, I mean, it's it's hard for me to figure out off the top of my head. But if you're not a baseball person, they also have the NBA. They also have the NFL. And they also have, which this was new, and the NHL. And so basically you go and you sit there and it's a time suck. So like for the NFL today, you're trying to find there's the Buccaneers, Jets, and first team AP All-Pro. And that's across the top. And along the side, you have the Bears, Chargers, and Texans. You have to figure out a former Chicago Bear who also played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A former Chicago Bear who was a first team AP All-Pro. So I'm going to type in Walter Payton. And then the name comes up, you hit select, and 20% of the people have said Walter Payton was a Chicago Bear who made first-team AP All-Pro. Can you give me a Los Angeles Charger who made first-team AP All-Pro? Exactly. I mean, you mean all-time? You said Los Angeles or just the no, like the, San the, Diego as well? I'm guessing San Diego also Thomas. counts. So I'm guessing... Who, who you guess? LaDainian Thomas. Oh, that's a good call. I put uh, Dan Fouts in. Dan Fouts is also correct. 5% said. So, so on and so forth. And then every day they refresh. And so I'm guessing 
and once he joins us, I'll ask him, that Bob has done the Immaculate Grid for baseball. And soon, who knows, maybe it'll become a segment for Bob. He'll load it up and do it on the air with everybody. You realize if he hasn't done it, now we, we're going to be in for it. I, Bob this, needs another thing like a hole in the head. I'm just saying, the, the NBA one today features my Sixers, but I have to figure out a Sixer who played for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, which is easy. It's Drew Holiday. But like you could sit here and jump between all of them. And as I said, it kills a lot of time. I don't know any Sixers who played for Denver. Oh, actually, I do. Allen Iverson played for the uh, Denver Nuggets. And then I need a league champion. Uh, that would be one Moses Malone. Proud par, uh, pl- proud player from the area. So there you go. I, I've just got three of the nine. And then do you annoyingly share it on social media? See, that they, they do a good thing, I believe, that you can share it on social media, but not actually have the answer show up. Because obviously something like like Wordle, obviously they show you the thing, but you don't actually know what the word is. Some people put the answers up, and that's annoying. Some people do not. But yes, it's the newest. It's the newest thing, and so like obviously, um, obviously, go check it out if you're at work. It's four o'clock. You've got an hour left. Spend that last hour doing Immaculate Grid. Go to immaculategrid.com and thank me when you do it every day. Every day. I'm surprised. I I need uh, Robert. To see if Al does this, because Al, I feel like, would love this sort of thing. Yeah, Al it, would channel more years than I would. By the way, every show is immaculate grid for Al. Like he, he does that all the time. He'll spit off of one thing and go into like a, a further detail. It's great. I I love it, and I think Al would love doing the immaculate grid. It's powered by Baseball Reference, and then it's powered by Pro Basketball Reference. It's basically from the reference channels. All right, enough of this, because I know people didn't tune in just to hear that. They're going to tune in to hear what uh, Bob has thoughts-wise with regards to the Commanders in their first game. If you missed my hour of the show, I'm usually on from 3 until 4. I'm basically saying that what we saw was just a football game. I'm not making drastic overreactions. I'm not ready to say Sam Howell is going to be a franchise quarterback. I'm not ready to say Sam Howell is a bum. I'm not ready to say any of these sort of things. I'm just ready to say he played a football game against the backup defense of the Cleveland Browns. He did not embarrass himself much like other quarterbacks did. And he's got things to work on. And he's got things that he did pretty well. The most important thing that I think Sam Howell has is mobility. And behind this offensive line... You need to have mobility because this offensive line for the commanders will be the the biggest issue they have all season. That and the linebackers. I'm not in love with their linebackers. And certainly if Jamin Davis at some point gets suspended for the the incident driving 197,000 miles an hour, no, it wasn't that, but essentially that's what it feels like, then the linebacker core, which I feel like is not as deep as it should be, goes has to go a little deeper. So I know it's never a good thing to come on and basically try and be reasonable and rational and not be hot takey, but that's basically where we are when it comes to the commanders and basically any sort of um, preseason football game. If your team does play their starters and goes against the backups, I mean, you judge it by the quarters then. Uh, You judge it by the quarters. Commanders were down 2-0 in the first quarter. The uh, storyline from the first quarter was holding, 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 safety, punt, might as well. But then the second quarter, Sam Howell started getting things going a little bit through the other only touchdown pass they had. 
And then he gave way, and Jacoby Brissett ran in for a touchdown. The Commanders were up 17-2. to They won 17-15. to I mean, you kind of say those last two touchdowns don't mean very much other than third and fourth stringers whose job were probably not guaranteed anyway is definitely not guaranteed. And that's why that's why I'm glad that the that the NFL is doing the um that's why I'm glad the NFL is going from one cut basically just one remember they used to do three cuts they used to do where like that first cut was like the you know nine players went to 90 to like 81 then it went from like 81 to 60 something and then it was a large chunk of cuts now it just goes from 90 to 53 on August 29th after the final preseason game. Because let's be honest, no one's playing their starters in the first preseason game of the year. Nobody is. It's just not going to happen. So August 29th, we'll start seeing all the cuts being made and then waivers the next day and everything. So I like that the NFL has decided to change anything because there was no need to make cuts. Let these guys, even the third stringers, the fourth stringers, the fifth stringers who are going to go back to bagging groceries when they're done... Or, you know, doing whatever they do, um, let them go back to their jobs after they get to fulfill an NFL dream. It still stunned me when I talked to Alberto Riveron at ACC Media Day in Charlotte, and he said during the offseason, he talked about how he had a sales job. Like, you don't think about it, that some of these athletes and the people who cover athletes and, and you know, the people who work in sports, you don't think about them having side jobs, but they, they do. I thought it was stunning to me that, like, here's a guy who NFL who officiates NFL games, and he's like, yeah, during the offseason, I have a sales job. I do this. I do that. I, uh, I do all these sort of things. So August 29th is when we cut down after the third preseason game. Commanders have the, uh, the Ravens coming up in the more important group practices this week and then the game uh, next Monday on ESPN. Does that mean you want me to try and toss it out to Bob? Not yet? Okay. They're having some technical difficulties out at our F&P Stadium for the uh, Babe Ruth stuff. They're actually heading towards, not these people, but they are actually, they've gone down to the Williamsport. We now have the Little League World Series field set. Uh, the only reason why I know that is because there's a team from the Philadelphia area who's in it, and the Nats and the Phillies will be playing Sunday night in a Williamsport Stadium in a game you'll hear here on 1061 ESPN. So I find that rather interesting. This is, of course, the Babe Ruth level uh, World Series, and that is over at RFMP Park. And we are efforting one Bob Black. And even I don't care how long this takes, we are going to find out if he does Immaculate Grid. Like, this is it. I need that. You know what we need to do is have a podcast or a contest between Bob and Al to see who could fill one out faster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm game. Little morning versus afternoon. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. I think that would be great. My money's on Al. Just say, my money's on now. Yeah, like I said, every 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 day I've hosted with him has been uh, the immaculate grid. Uh yes, but that's why he's great, and that's why you should listen to him uh, every morning. Uh three two seven zero eight eight eight. That is the phone number. That is the text line uh, for the show. 804-327-0888. When Bob comes on, we'll do a little talk back. I don't know necessarily what his schedule is. Uh, did you want me to do the River City Rundown here and you tell everybody when the guests are? Or I was going to, but uh, I'm going to try to get Bob on for the next thing. Then we'll do it then. Okay. So that's fine. Uh, as you could tell, we're scrambling a little bit, but that's all right. Uh, in true Bob fashion, 
I will give you the rundown for the baseball schedule for tonight. Um, I didn't do it on my show because usually Mondays aren't exactly the greatest uh, when it comes. The Orioles are in the San Diego taking on the Padres at 940 tonight. You Darvish and Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, the the Orioles are my American League team, mostly because I just I just enjoy the way the, the Orioles play. Now, I'm not going to sit here and take any shine from the diehard Orioles fans who have suffered with them, but I do like to see them win. It used to be the Rays, but the Wander Franco story doesn't exactly appeal to me. We're not going to get into that. And the Rays have just basically lost all of their starting pitchers, it feels like, outside of Tyler Glass now. They're stink bits. It's tough. They'll still win because they're the Rays and because they'll figure it out and because their minor league system is really good and everything, but it's just they've had all sorts of issues. Tampa Bay is in San Francisco against the Giants. Tyler Glass, now the aforementioned one, is pitching against a opener for the Giants. I think there is a chance, and this is also disappointing, and this is why I can't root for the Giants, even though they're a minor. we have their minor league affiliate. Um, I think the Giants potentially are starting openers in every game of this series. Every game. I'm trying to look it up because uh, there was blanks on my sheet for all of them. And that's why I, 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 I can't pick the Giants to do anything. I can't pick them to make the playoffs even though they're in the playoffs now. They don't have, they have like three starting pitchers and they do the opener over and over and over again. It's just, they, I don't know. They like to randomly turn it on in the playoffs though. They've, I've seen them do this before. Right, and plus they have, I mean, not so much this year. A lot of their older guys are gone, but in the past couple of years, it's been a array of older players. Now they're slowly starting to get younger, um, but they're hosting the Rays tonight. The Braves, which you'll hear here on 1061 ESPN, coming up at around 7.05. Braves and Yankees. If you're a Yankees fan, you can hear the New York Yankees on our airwaves. Max Freed is on the hill. Max Freed uh, going up against the Yankees, who hit lefties pretty well, so you have to watch out for that. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the Yankees. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Giants this week is part of a nice nine-game homestand for the uh, Atlanta Braves. Then they get the New York Mets, and then the, then they have a long road trip through San Francisco, Colorado, and the Dodgers. So this week, though, you get to hear the Yankees. Exciting. I the, love the interleague play. Team. I love I love one of the best things, and I think Rob Manfred's terrible at his job, and we'll break in a second because uh, I know we're running late, but one of the best things Rob Manfred did is have every team play everybody. I love it because I think that's fantastic. I love the fact that the Phillies are playing the Angels, they're playing the Royals, whatever. Like I love that everybody's playing everybody. Now, I know the hardcore, old-school baseball fans hate it. I love it because I think it's awesome that everybody's playing each other. And guess what? It doesn't ruin the World Series. It doesn't matter that they played for three games. It doesn't ruin the intrigue of the World Series. All right, let's take a timeout. Coming up, hopefully we'll have Bob. If not, I will uh, continue to talk sports with you until 6 o'clock. Who knows? That's the fun of sports radio. You're listening to 106.1 ESPN. The Atlanta Braves are rolling with their sights set on a sixth straight division title and their second championship in three years. Catch the action here on 1061 ESPN Richmond, your home for the Atlanta Braves in the capital city. Welcome back. Sports title. Matt Joseph's here. Usually we'd be doing Mashup Monday, and we could still keep doing that uh, if Bob wanted to. But uh, real quick before we get to Bob, because he's now connected, thank you to John who said that Alfonso Soriano played for both the Yankees and the Nationals. 19% of the people on the Immaculate Grid had that. I should have. You should have had that. 
Um, but yes, I've I, I did not realize though that Ryan Zimmerman did not have 200 plus hits in a season. Uh, so I've officially lost on today. But a guy who probably never loses on this, and I have to ask him. It's my very first question while he's out at uh, uh, at the RFMP Park. Bob Black is joining us. Bob, have you done the Immaculate Grid before? I actually have not, but I have passively followed it, so I know exactly what you're talking about. But it intimidated me. It overwhelmed me, Matt. I don't think I could have handled it. I well, well, uh, we've our AJ and I already have you doing a contest against Al for for the baseball one. Well, now that I might be up for the challenge on that one. <laughs> I can tell you that. I can tell you I'm up for that one. You better so. rep the afternoon, Bob. Yeah, I will. I'll take. I, I will. The pride of the afternoon. I would be able to handle that if it was baseball. And it was against Al. Uh, I don't want to trash talk or anything before we really get started, but I think I could handle myself. Shots fired. On that one. So, anyway. Matt, thanks. If you want to hang around for a little while, that's fine. i got a couple of guests I want to get to as quickly as possible. It has been an interesting day already out here at RFMP Park in Glen Allen, Henrico County. Brings back a lot of memories for me. I spent many a day uh, in this ballpark when my kids were coming up as well. We've got the 13-year-olds out here. It is the Babe Ruth World Series here at RFMB Park, and they have been busy today because, yes, we did get hit by the rain. Had about a 30-minute thunderstorm out here. Their grounds crew was unbelievable. They got the tarp on and off the field and they were in the middle of one of the games got it taken care of dried it up finished that game and they're getting ready to start the next one so it is one game right after another and they do a great job hosting this event you're going to hear the pa in the background you're going to hear the music you're going to hear the crowd screaming during the course of the afternoon we're going to give you a real taste of what it's like and i have two people with me who can certainly give you a taste of what it's like because they've been doing this for a long long time at a very high level one of them's our good friend dan schmidt the brooklyn district supervisor from henrico county his formal introduction but i think we know him in a lot of different capacities and babe ruth baseball is one of them dan oh man you said this brings back memories for you bob it brings back memories for me not only coaching kids here during the regular season but we've hosted now this is our sixth world series yeah and i've been fortunate enough to coach my son in one of them and what an experience it is the field looks great the field crew is amazing as you mentioned what a great what a great place to be right now this summer. Absolutely. And you are sitting alongside Rebecca Slough, who is a Hall of Famer. Yes, she is. For, for Babe Ruth League Baseball and has done just about everything with this tournament that you possibly could do. Rebecca, thanks for spending some time with us. What does this tournament represent to you? Uh, well, again, thank you for allowing me to be out here today. And again, as Dan said, this is always an exciting time to have this to be right here in our backyard and our community and having you know, nine other teams coming from across this, the country um, here for that. And I think it's just um, a huge and exciting piece for us to being able to have these teams coming in. Um, we've had a lot of teams that have come back um, from different uh, cities and, and states and stuff. And that's exciting when they hear of, they're coming back to Glen Allen, Virginia, and the things that they get to look forward to and stuff. So there's there's a lot of excitement that's in the air here this week. For sure. Richmond Region Tourism, of course, plays a large part in this. But, Dan, how does this event keep coming back yeah. here to the Richmond Region, to Henrico County, to RFNP Park? Well, I'll, t I'll tell you, one of the reasons, Babe Ruth will tell you, this is one of their uh, host communities, they call it, where they're, they're happy to come back to. You know, there's communities across the country that would want an event of this magnitude. But when we've proven over time and time and time again how this community will come together and host these families, you know, we one of the beautiful parts about doing this and how we get it back is we literally serve as a host ambassador for these families that are across the country. When they're here, I said to them in opening ceremonies, they are family. They're our family. When you want to know what restaurant to go to or a laundromat or how to find a Dick's Sporting Goods, this community will rise up to that and 
really play host well. And Babe Ruth is looking for good experiences for these kids and families, and we can deliver that here. I'll tell you what, I'm going to take a break right now because they're getting ready to play the national anthem That's before right. the next game, and we don't want to be disrespectful to that. Okay. So let's take our bottom-of-the-hour break. We'll come back. Rebecca Slough and Dan Schmidt will keep talking. Uh, Babe Ruth, World Series Baseball from RFP Park in Glen Allen in Henrico County. Sports Auto is live on 1061 ESPN. The Traditions. There's no team I love more than this team. We got a national championship to chase. The rivalry. This is college football as good as it gets. The drama. Launching downfield all the way to the end zone. Only 12 days until week zero. College football lives here. ESPN Radio. Braves and Yankees on these airwaves tonight at 7.05 pregame. They're at Truist Park in Atlanta, New York, and the Atlanta Braves. Tonight, they're doing the chop here at RF&P Park, whether it's politically yeah. correct or not. Dan. No, she is. Rebecca can do it. There's, there's a little I'll feud, there's a little the feud here. I'm going oh, to no, be pulling yes, for the Braves. I'm I would have got, got that Soriano question that... The Yankees. I would have got the Soriano question. Wow. Well, the fact that Sean Casey is with the Yankees right now, I hope they lose every game 11 to 10. They can yes. score 10 runs on 15 hits every night and lose the 11 The mayor in the Bronx. Yes, he the is. The mayor's in the Bronx. Yes, he is. Um, we got a Hall of Famer in our presence. We do. So I don't want you to have to, like, brag on yourself, but you certainly can give us the data. What are the things that you have done over the years, Rebecca, with Babe Ruth um, to, you know, incorporate the fact that they have recognized what you have done and put you in the Hall of Fame and all that means to you? Uh, it, it truly, I was truly honored and humbled by all of um, everything. You know, being inducted into the Babe Ruth Southeast Region Hall of Fame last year, uh, this uh, past weekend being inducted into the Babe Ruth International Hall of Fame. Um, and a, a lot of it, I just look back to it and I just go, you know, I just felt like this was the place I needed to be. And I felt like there are people who give back in their schools and other types of organizations. And for me, it was like I wanted to give back to baseball. I just love this game and those kinds of things. And I never would have thought 18 years later, just the volunteering, whether it was serving on the board of directors here, uh, Dan would tell you, I held so many various positions that were here and stuff. Um, we have three boys. I always wanted to have a chance to coach. I started to coach our youngest son and all of a sudden coached for nine years. Uh, we had an impeccable, I would say, uh, record with the, that group of boys. We won two World Series championships at 10s and 12s. Um, first female to ever win a World Series championship um, through Babe Ruth baseball and stuff. But when I look at all past all that, it was the people that I surrounded myself with. And just I just wanted to continue to give a good baseball, give a good program here, support our county uh, that provides us these wonderful fields for these kids to come out here. And opportunities like this to kind of showcase what we have here, to get it back here more often, whether it's at a regional level or a World Series level or state level, I just wanted to be able to kind of showcase more of this. So, uh, yeah, I just feel like that's a big way I'm trying to give back. Hey, let me jump off of the sheet here for a moment because you mentioned first female. Mm -hmm. Are there other females following in your footsteps, and how much do you feel you can be a guiding light to them? You know, I, I'm not sure. I think there are a few other females that have that are maybe coaching um, in this organization here. It was really interesting along the way of my tournament trail and stuff. I had a chance at 12s to meet an assistant coach from um, New Zealand. Wow. And that was just incredible for her and I to kind of have that relationship and being able to talk about how do we, in a male-dominated sport, how can we still kind of get out there and teaching? For us, it was more about teaching the kids 
things that they can use in life. Um, there are a lot of people who these kids are going to learn the game. They get so much instruction nowadays. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's not just coming from one person. It is coming from multiple people. Um, and there were several young ladies that I saw along the way, too. I can remember one distinctly from uh, at Tens that I met from Connecticut, and she was getting kind of harassed back oh, home of like, you know, 11. you shouldn't be playing a male-dominant sport. And I told her, I said, you continue to play as long as you love this game and you have the gifts to do it. I saw her again at 12s in Branson, and her parents came up to me and, you know, thanked me, you know, for continuing Thanks. that piece with her. So I would encourage any young lady, you know, play any sport that you want to and getting out there and you just, you know, you show your talents and what you can do and get, being able to give back. Dan, let's talk a little bit about your side of things. I think we know about your political background. I think we know about your RMC background. Yep. How about your coaching background and your involvement with Babe Ruth? Yeah, so, you know, following a leader like Rebecca, Rebecca and her husband Melvin have been volunteering in this association before my time. When I was first coaching Carter at four years old, they were involved because their three boys have spanned, you know, a dozen or more years. Um, shoot, oh, probably over two decades yeah. uh, total. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, I coached him in T-ball. My dad was my assistant coach. Uh, then we wanted to get involved, so we asked how we could help. And it starts out with helping membership drives or helping with a fundraiser. And then I was fortunate enough to serve as president of the association for five or six years, and we did some great things. And, and this is part of it. Bringing marquee events to our community is a part of showcasing what we think we're doing really well here with Glen Allen Youth Athletics and what the volunteerism is still at the heart of this association. And following a female manager, I think my daughter uh, was the first female umpire Correct. following the yeah. lead of what Rebecca nice. has shown to do. So you can do really cool things in your community with a nonprofit like this and showcasing on a national stage just brings it all together. Hey, Dan, we can see the fun and games yeah. out in front of us. Our mm -hmm. audience can hear it in the background. But take us beyond the fun and games and kind of the the impact and you touched on this a little bit before the break, the economic impact, the community impact, Henrico County, yeah. Richmond Region Tourism, of having a tournament here like this. It's important because the county does stand up some resources for something like this mm -hmm. and on the backs of a, of a great nonprofit. But for our county, I think this is twofold. One, this community deserves the opportunity to showcase itself. So we play on a field like this every day. And we had kids during my World Series yeah. uh, a couple years ago in 2017 from Arizona who when they came in the first night, they walked down here at nighttime to look at the field, and the kids were doing snow angels. I was going to say, yeah, the snow angels on the grass. On the grass yeah. And wow. we said to them, you know, Carter went up, he's like, what are you, what are you, what are you all doing? And they said, we've never seen or played on a field like this in our lives. Wow. And the yeah. kid was 14 years old, and he said, you all play on this every day? And it really hits home that we play on this on a regular Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And it gives our community and our county a, a chance to showcase that nationally. And that's number one. And then two, we owe it to our businesses and our restaurants and our shops yeah. and our local folks to drive tourism and drive visitors here. And we're working really hard to do it. And when you can generate that tourism, that, that flow into the community, and, and you can support your local businesses, it helps us all around. Our local businesses and our restaurants, they help us build nice schools. And when you build nice schools, you can educate your kids well. And when you can educate your kids well, you drive more people to want to live here. So all those things, it's not a zero-sum game. It all adds up to what you're trying to do for your community. And it really does benefit our restaurants and our shops and stuff to have these folks come to town. Now, how many times has it been here? Six. This is our six. This is the six. We would, we would have had it seven back in 2020, but um, COVID uh, canceled that one. And has that so. been consecutively? 
Uh, no, it was uh, seven, 2007, 11, 14, 17, 20 was canceled, and then right. 22, and then now 23. So this has been the only consecutive one back-to-back. Okay. We've usually had about three to four years in between. In between. Mm-hmm. So then the, the kids get to go on the road some. That's they kind do. of my point yeah. here is it's great to be at so, home all the time, yeah. but I also wonder if it's great for them to be able to travel. Rebecca's right. done it. You guys, we, we, we were in Saras, we were in uh, uh, Altamont Springs, Florida. Mm-hmm. For our, You were in Branson, and where were your, where were your tents? Uh Tens, we've gone to Palm Beach. Uh, Palm Beach. Palm Beach. Nice. Right. So it is a travel experience for the kids. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you know what? It makes you a better host because when oh, you, yes. you, know, you travel to all those places and you get to come back and you pick up things you that other things places do. You see things along the way, yeah. You've said it. You came yeah. back with one or two things. You're like, we're doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean you, you do, and you get to also build great relationships. I have built numerous relationships with a lot of the Babe Ruth officials, mm-hmm. uh, the regional state commissioners along the way. I mean, I, the one who was here this week, Eugene, he was here several years ago, you know, was so excited to see me and stuff. So you, you build a lot of connections. You build on those resources. You talk about things and how we can do things differently here, you know, from that perspective. Um, the Glen Allen team is always more than representative. How's the Glen Allen team doing so far? Can you bring us up um, to date on that? I know at this point they're two and zero, oh, okay. and from um, I haven't been able to see them because I was out of town moving one of my son, my youngest <laughs> son, into college this weekend, um, and so that was different. But yeah. um, they've been doing really well. Um, most all of our Glen Allen teams have come right out of the gate, mm-hmm. doing well um, year after year that we've hosted here. So I think they play tomorrow night at seven. They do tomorrow yeah. night at seven against Wisconsin, and they'll close out on uh, Wednesday night against Hawaii. Yeah, always a great game. Hawaii, yeah. always a big is game. here. They're yes. very good. How amazing, they're very is good. That? Yeah, very oh, good. I'm sure that. Oh, yeah. Of course, our thoughts are with them with everything that's... We spoke with them about that yeah. at opening ceremonies. Definitely thoughts are with them. This group is from the Honolulu area, but you know they have family and friends sure. in Maui. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just walking through the parking lot, just the different state license plates, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it's amazing where people have come from, right? right? That's the it, it, it really is. And I mean, it's neat how we have also, we've always done the flags up yeah. here so that where you get to see that representation um, that's from there. And like I said earlier on, I know that we've had repeat states come back here i mean janesville wisconsin is here again they were here i know back in 11s because our son played against um that group that was here i think they've been here another time beforehand so it's neat when you start to see some of these returning places come back because they've heard about glen allen they've heard about places to stay places to go and and eat and those kinds of things which which means a lot yeah i mean you've got teams from what mechanawai idaho wisconsin rhode island colorado Um, even Northern Virginia, relatively mm-hmm. close, is playing playing Rhode Island right now. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right, so they're in pool play now, but that's going to get narrowed down, isn't it, Rebecca, to where we get to a championship? Yes, format. after Wednesday, they'll come out of it. There's two, two pools of five going on right now, and then so the top three teams in each pool will come out. Um, one seeds on both sides will get a bye. Twos and threes will play each other. But we also give the teams that are in – Babe Ruth gives the teams that are in four and five kind of an extra consolation game. They get kind of like an Ironman bracket to play mm-hmm. out through to kind of finish – um, their piece of it and kind of give them a full picture at the end as to where does the whole tournament play out for them. All right, so what's your involvement at this point after all these years? Uh, at, at this point, I'm a consultant. For, so. the first time, <laughs> for the first time almost ever. How's that She's feel? been, oh, <laughs> tournament director, volunteer extraordinaire. Finally, you get to watch a game. I, I finally get to kind of sit back and watch it. I do have um, the state commissioner um, as well as the Babe Ruth president who was here the other day. They're trying to convince me to be the Virginia State Commissioner. Um, and they keep telling me they have a hat in their car and I'm like, mm, I, I just, you know, I'm not I'm not sure I'm ready for that. But I do I do consult a lot of times with our, the current president, Alyssa Von Herbulis, who's doing a phenomenal job because I mean Dan has sat there, I've been there before. It can sometimes feel like it's a thankless job. And in this day and age it's very hard to get people to step up and volunteer. 
And Alyssa is doing an amazing job with trying to run a great organization while she's trying to be a mom of five kids. I mean, taking one of her children right now off to college and stuff. So <laughs> it's a lot that you take on. I look back and I reflect and I go, how did I do it? But um, in the end, you kind of just say, so I know I look for Dan, you know, how did he do it and running a business right. on top of it and also doing um, being our Brooklyn district supervisor. So but in the end, you just kind of say, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I feel like. And it's, it is worth it. It is. It's so satisfying. It is sometimes tough to go through that 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 thankless job. But when you see the kids. That, that makes it all worth it. Absolutely, all worth it. Every single yeah. minute of it. But I mean, we. I think for. I think I could speak for Dan and I. We made it a big family piece of it. I uh -huh. know for my family, it was all five of us were hands on deck. For Dan's family, his whole crew was on deck as well. And so, uh, if people are intrigued, which I'm sure they will be after this conversation, uh, they just come on out here and watch games. Yeah, I would say visit the Glen Allen Youth Athletics Facebook page. There's a okay. link to the Babe Ruth series, uh, the World Series uh, page here, which you can get live scores. You can watch the scores on Game Changer. Uh, you can actually stream the games on Highcast. Things so, have changed. Yeah, amazing, <laughs> amazing, right? But it's so grandma back in, uh, you yeah. know, back in Wisconsin can watch the game. Absolutely. And it's, uh, but go to the Glen Allen Facebook page, and I'll give one shout out, Bob. I know you're thinking it, but I want to mention it. This purpose is exactly another reason why our Sports and Entertainment Authority in Rico was formed to to highlight the, the amenities we have to draw people to this region and what Dennis is doing. This is just a piece of what that group is doing. And Henrico's committed to not only having great amenities for our residents, but showcasing our county to the folks who visit from across the country. Yeah, how excited are you about that? I spent some time with Tom Yeager last week. I spent yeah. time with Dennis Bickmeyer, right. obviously, about the completion of that venue and getting them underway, I guess, yeah. what, in October, right? That's right. And how if you spend time with, with Bick and Yeager, how can you not get excited about exactly. the projects, right? <laughs> yep. two, two great guys who are driving it forward for us, along with that wonderful staff at the, at, 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 you know, at the Henrico Sports and Entertainment Authority. We're excited. We can't wait for that building to get open and showcase what we can do indoor. We have such amazing amenities out Outdoor, but there was just this void of indoor space and you know the county stepped forward again and we're going to fill that void and that place is going to be used by our community during the week and our visitors on the weekends all right your crew ready for richmond football uh we're absolutely ready <laughs> go spiders thanks for sneaking that in of course i'm gonna go spot you're wearing the hat I i'm paid to sneak that in and go spire i cannot wait i got my parking passes in the mail today my tickets came online last week let's go you need tickets and parking passes? Oh, I'm, I'm happy. Don't by they just them. wave you in? Well, you know what? Sometimes I just want to put my ball cap on and, and sit in and, the seats. I don't blame you for that. And make uh, sure no one knows who I am when I'm yelling and screaming. I'll come find you. All right. I'll come find you. <laughs> Rebecca Slough, thank you very much for spending the time with us. Thank, thank you, you so for much. all you've done for many, many years for the Ruth Organization. I appreciate Dan, it. Dan, thank you. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate y'all. Well. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back in just a moment to RFMP Park here in Glen Allen. It's right off of Mountain Road. It's a great drive out into the country, all the way to the back of the park. You can't miss it. Go past all the old train cars, and you'll see the beautiful baseball field back here and come join us for a little 13 year old fun here in Glen Allen. We'll continue more of the sports huddle live on 1061 ESPN. In just three Saturdays, the Spiders return home when UR opens their 2023 season at Robin Stadium versus Morgan State at 6 p.m. Don't miss any of the action on your home for Spider Athletics all season. 1061 ESPN Richmond. Bobby. Welcome back. Sports Huddle continues live from RFMP Park out here in Glen Allen at the Babe Ruth 
World Series. Matt Josephs is still in our ESPN Richmond studios. We were going to be out here for the full two hours. Got a little bit of a late start today. The rain had a little bit to do with it. A little bit of technical issues. But everybody hustled. Everybody was team players, including Matt, who hung around after 4 o'clock to get the huddle underway. So this is kind of a pseudo mashup Monday for Matt and me finishing up the 4 o'clock hour. And then next week I'm actually off on Monday, so it'll be a couple weeks before we really get back to that full hour. So while Matt's still hanging around the studio, I figured I'd pick his brain for a few minutes here before we get to the uh, top of the hour to 5 o'clock. So, Matt, I was driving over here, and I'm listening to you, and you're talking about um, the commanders, talking about the AP poll. And just as I was getting out of the car, you were going to talk and give your opinion on James Harden and Daryl Morey. So for those who didn't and hear it like me where are you standing on this mega issue in our city of brotherly love i uh, want them both to go i don't like mm-hmm. either of them i don't i don't think either of them is correct and uh, it's the rare time bob when your team has uh, an argument and you hate both sides of it and you don't know who you want to win because you just dis- you dislike both of them yeah i mean i just wonder what this does moving forward no matter what they do because the season believe it or not is going to be bearing down upon us before very long uh, yes, uh, I'm guessing training camps start next month, uh, of yeah. course, and obviously they don't have the fanfare of the NFL training camps, but uh, yes, the NBA is rapidly approaching it. They started leaking the schedule out a little bit last week, the Christmas games, some of the opening games, so uh, it's coming upon us. So how do you discard James Harden? Because that has to happen, right? I mean, he's got to, he can he can't play in a Sixers uniform again, can he? He will never play in a Sixers uniform right. again because they'll put the fat suit on and they'll send him home. And then um, you know it, it's going to come down to whether or not they want to trade him or just make him sit and potentially not allow him to get a year towards free agency, which is apparently something in the NBA now. Uh, teams that have been interested. I know the Clippers are where he wants to go. Is that right? Correct. I the think. Clippers are where he wants to go, but the Sixers want Terrence Mann, the former Florida State star, and uh, the Clippers don't want to get rid of him because obviously they know the Sixers are in a bind here. So Yeah. Yeah, and it's fun. I mean, every team is going to be like that. Like, they're not going to give up much for him because they know he's not playing for them anyway. That That's tough. Like, exactly, yes. Don't roll out LeBron to make them do something dumb. What do you mean by that? I just, you know, we got Westbrook two years ago. I wouldn't be surprised if my Lakers did something dumb and went for him. Oh, and and, and go get Harden? Yeah. Wow. Probably not. Huh? That's not my hot take. I'm just, ugh. Yeah. Right L.A., wrong team, I think, is what Harden was, would be thinking for sure. And then what do they do with uh, Daryl Morey now? Uh Matt, I mean, he seems to be handcuffed. Also, I would get, I would have gotten rid of him already. But yeah. and this is the one problem I think, and I talked about this in three years. The Commanders fans may have with Josh Harris is Josh Harris is just interested in in adding properties instead of actually doing anything with them. So um, I feel like he's just being very hands off. But if you if you were the owner and you had a player basically call a GM a liar, you would have done something by now. But uh, but Josh Harris is is draped in burgundy and gold instead of anything else boy that's a really interesting point matt about josh harris like you know he's obviously all commanders all the time right now and is enjoying the spotlight in dc and was having fun at the preseason game sitting out amongst the fans and all's well with the world with the commanders 
But why? Where? What does he have to do here in terms of the Sixers? I mean, it's almost like he's an absentee owner right now. He is, and it's fine. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, there's owners who are in the background, and there's owners who you see. Obviously, not everybody's Mark Cuban. So, um, yeah, it's frustrating. But unless he decides to do anything, it's just going to be a, a, a wasted season, and Embiid will want to trade at the end of the year, and then the Sixers will be in the process again. Uh, Nick Nurse can't be real happy about this, can he? As long as he gets paid, I don't think he cares. Uh, well, I do think he cares. Come on. He's got to be more than wanting a paycheck. He wants to win games. Yeah, he but I don't know how much he wanted. I don't think he wanted James Harden either, though. I think he's fine with James Harden going away. I just think he would have rather gotten something in a trade for him instead of just nothing. Yeah, that's the deal, is he's going to get a, a big fat zero out of this and uh that kind of that handcuffs him too wow that's a bad situation all the way around i think josh harris has to do something he's the owner for crying out loud i don't care if he's focused on the commanders all that he's got to do something something yeah yeah i don't think he will though ah then i don't like him (laughs) i don't like him on the commanders anyway uh what'd you see from the commanders uh before i let you go before we get to the uh, to the break here i guess most of the focus of attention other than aj's who was on jacoby Brissett, who handled himself fine uh sam howell got most of the attention for those first few series yeah i um i thought he was he was okay he didn't do anything great he didn't do anything terrible i thought he you know he had plays that he was good and and, and plays where he wasn't I, I just i'm not ready to make any grand proclamations which i know we're supposed to do in this business but um i've just he he played a game against backups and and had some good ones good plays and bad plays well i would say if he did a few things great and a few things not so great that's probably all he needs to do at this point because he's he's basically the incumbent he's he's the number one um he would have to do something really bad to lose that position and i'm with you i don't i don't think he did um you know what was he nine nine for 12 he didn't throw any interceptions i guess he gets sacked once and i thought jacoby Brissett did what the backup guy should possibly do as well and even jake Fromm did okay while he was in there for them and as we said a lot of the starters didn't play the offensive line was makeshift um but i think for a first game for how i think it actually kind of showed that he had one nfl game under his belt already i did think he kind of showed that by the way you can discuss this next hour breaking news is ezekiel elliott is signing a one-year six million dollar deal with the patriots yeah, I kind of thought that might have been where he was headed, right? Didn't he visit camp there last weekend? Yes. I think, right? You know, so I I, I think that's – I get, so he, he's going to play against the Eagles in week one. Which means right? he's going to score because he only scores against the Eagles, it feels like. <laughs> Those Boston yeah. bars are going to love him. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I don't like that a whole lot. But I think I remember him being there, and there there was some talk about that, that the Patriots were, were kind of his choice if they could work – something out so i'm matt don't worry about it too much i I like our defense i think we're gonna be okay i agree but uh it's gonna be frustrating for ramondre stevenson uh fantasy football owners that's for sure yeah that's it that'll be a change up there in in new england with him there for a year and then uh what's his name with the cowboys signed today right zach martin yes he uh renegotiated his deal so they're happy in dallas unfortunately well that was gonna happen at some point He's one of those guys who just didn't want to go through the first week or 10 days of camp, and he he was going to sign. I don't think there was any doubt about that.
All right. Uh, we're going to talk some more commanders in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Al Galdi's going to join us kind of right off the bat. Uh, we've had Al on during the course of the summer primarily for the Nats Chat podcast and talk baseball, and I've usually ended that each time with a commander's question. I think this time it's going to be the other way around, that we're going to talk commanders for the majority of our conversation and then finish it with some Nats talk because, Matt, I think the Nats are kind of asking your question, answering your question this year about why they're playing this season. Uh, they are laying the groundwork for the future. I do believe that. They are playing gutsy, gritty baseball right now, believe it or not. Unfortunately they are, Bob. Unfortunately they are. Who cares, though? Come on. We don't care about them this year. Let them, let them do whatever they want this year. So, anyway. Alright, Matt, thanks. Appreciate you uh, pinching at the top of the hour, getting us on the air and sticking around till the 5 o'clock hour. No problem. Matt Joseph's back at it tomorrow, right, Matt? You are 3 to 4? Yep, sounds good. Schedule tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk with you then. Matt Joseph's from Border to Border 3 to 4. We're going to continue with more from RFMP Park in Glen Allen. Talk a little more Babe Ruth World Series. A little World Major League Baseball, perhaps. And, yes, we'll touch on the Commanders in their preseason opener when Al Galdi joins us right after the ESPN Sports Center update at the top of the hour. Second hour of the Sports Auto coming your way after a timeout. 106.1 ESPN. One zero six one ESPN 